AM640 handle here. This segment is brought to you by Lifteek. Look years younger without facelift surgery. Go to Lifteek.com. And I've shared with you about uh, stories about my uh, daughter, the gamer extraordinaire, uh, Pam- uh, Pamela, who's uh, Pretty Poison 105 at Twitch. Have to give her the plug. And she was at E3, which is all about gamers, but I'm not just gamers. I mean, a very sophisticated level. And uh, she told me she ran across this guy, Zach Weigel, and she said, you have to interview him. Dad, you have to put him on the radio. So after talking to him, after uh, reading about his story, absolutely. Zach, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. And now you're one of those nerd gamers. Definitely. Uh, right? Oh, yeah. yeah hardcore. The, the whole crowd <laughs> is just nerd beyond nerds. Uh, but you've taken your skill set and a company and then spun it off into uh, a charity that utilizes your skill and your efforts and has such an impact. So let's start talking about what you did and how you did it. Sure. Well, I head up a nonprofit organization within the video game industry called Gamers Outreach. And for almost the last decade, we've been working to provide entertainment and recreation to kids in hospitals through video games. So we'll go into different healthcare facilities and basically equip them with video game consoles, different types of software. And then we'll even have uh, video game enthusiasts come into hospitals and volunteer as what we call digital activity managers. So they'll play video games with kids. They help hospitals solve minor tech support problems. Uh, So we're really focused on sort of improving a patient's quality of life while they're receiving treatment in the hospital. And so, uh, first of all, how do you raise your money? I'm assuming it's donations. Yeah, so we we have kind of a mix of... uh, a mix of ways we fundraise. We host a really big video game tournament called Gamers for Giving uh, out in Michigan, actually. So we were founded in Ann Arbor, Michigan, like I said, about 10 years ago, originally because a police officer shut down a Halo tournament that I was trying to put together as a high school student. Uh, this is, again, 2007, and there was a cop in my area who felt video games were like corrupting the minds of America's youth. Uh, kids were training themselves to kill playing these violent video games, and I was trying to uh, just run a video game tournament in my high school and um, he ended up shutting down our tournament, kind of uh, telling our local school district superintendent that uh, our event was a hazard to public safety. And, uh, you know, growing up, there are all these, all these kind of like negative stereotypes around games and the gaming industry. And I was really frustrated by that. And I wanted to run a new event for charity to instead illustrate like, hey, here's actually all the positive things now, that happen. When, when you started this organization for charity, were you already a for-profit or involved in a for-profit organization? No, no. In fact, it, there was no intention of it to become uh, a full-time job. It was really just a passion project. I uh, started in high school running video game tournaments and then uh, was donating the money from ticket sales to different nonprofit causes that sounded interesting. And then one year got really involved with our local children's hospital and realized that the staff there were having a difficult time providing kids with access to activities, especially in the bedside environment. And uh, fast forward 10 years, now we work with hospitals all around the country. Uh, we're in about 50 facilities, expanding to 200 between now and the summer. And uh, we support about 400,000 kids per year annually through our programs. That's extraordinary. What does that cost you? Um, how so? What do you mean? I mean, what is the budget? I mean, how much oh. money do you have to raise so, to make yeah, this we, thing happen? Honestly, um, it's interesting. Well, one of our main... So uh, right now as an organization, we probably... This year, we'll probably do between 2 to $4 million in revenue. So we're not... I mean, enormous in terms of donations. Yeah, and to kind of a mix of everything. So grants, donations, um, you know, uh, like sort of program revenue. So sometimes we have hospitals reach out and 
Uh, they might money. want us to come in. Okay. Yeah, exactly. They might reach out to their internal and you get donors. Support from the gaming industry. Yeah, a lot of our a lot of our donations come from video game enthusiasts. So video game companies, um, you know, people that just like video games, like you know, your daughter Pamela, uh, who kind of understand what it is that we're doing, and um, you know, want to see the work supported. Yeah. So, but one of our main programs is called Project Go Kart. And we build these portable video game kiosks that are delivered to different hospitals. So if kids are stuck in bed, they've had a really big surgery, we literally manufacture these gaming kiosks that have like an Xbox and a monitor, and nurses will wheel them room to room so kids can have something to do and they otherwise really can't do anything. And once we build one of those carts, they actually last for years. So you might fundraise today, deploy a gaming cart in a hospital, but it might last for the next five to 10 years. So um, so there's real value there. Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, our first gaming car was built in 2009 and still exists in uh, CS Mott Children's Hospital. So where do you manufacture these? I mean, you don't physically put them together, do you? Yeah, well, we kind of do. Buy, you buy the carts off the shelf. Uh, we, when we started out, we were repurposing existing medical products. But now we actually manufacture them all outside of Dallas, Texas. So they're all built in the U.S. Um, and about a couple years ago, we went through the whole kind of tooling process. So we have all of our own uh, sort of manufacturing components that literally like stamp out these plastic pieces. And then we assemble the carts in Texas and then we'll ship them out to hospitals around the country. Yeah, you uh, downplay uh, how much money you're involved in and how much you raise and spend. Let me tell you, this is no small deal. Nah. I mean, this is, uh, this is pretty <laughs> impressive stuff. Thank you. So what do you do for a living? Are you, are, do you, are you a director of this organization? Yeah, so I'm on paper. I'm the executive director. I, I like to just call myself a founder. And uh, this became my full-time job about four years ago. So prior to Gamers Outreach taking over, uh, I was going to college, sort of working in the video game industry uh, for different events agencies, helping to produce large-scale video game tournaments. And then I uh, got to a point where uh, <laughs> the charity was just kind of interrupting my regular job. Uh, as an example, we had uh, like somebody send us 900 Xbox consoles that showed up at my parents' house in a semi-truck. Uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, it was, they were like very lightly used. Okay. And um, so that was the day we got kicked out of my parents' basement, and they were like, "Hey, you gotta, you gotta." <laughs> so you find went out and got ways. a warehouse. Yeah, yeah. So we actually, um, as far as overhead goes, we're a very kind of like millennial style company. We all work remotely. There's uh, myself and about three or four other part time and full time employees. Uh, we don't have a central office, but we have various areas where we sort of aggregate. So we've got like a, a warehouse in Michigan. We keep everything. All right. Uh, let's hang on a minute because I want to come back uh, with you and uh, start talking about the games that you offer. And then just your insight yeah. into where this thing is going and what games are hot, what games aren't hot, and what the kids particularly sure. enjoy. Totally. So I'll be right back with uh, Zach Weigel. And uh, the company is Gamers Outreach. Yep, Gamers Outreach. We'll be right Outreach. back. Uh, KFI AM 640. Uh, Jennifer. founder of Games Outreach, and they build these kiosks, uh, these rolling carts with Xbox and monitors uh, that they roll around hospitals yep. and help uh, the kids who are, uh, for the most part, bed-bound and help them uh, you know, by uh, not only allowing them to play, but uh, actually playing with them. And uh, it's kind of a neat thing. So, uh, you were just saying that you actually manufacture the carts now. Mm -hmm. How many of these units are you placing in hospitals per year now? Um, this year, we'll probably end up deploying around three to 500 
gaming carts in hospitals around the country. And actually, Children's Hospital Los Angeles has the most units of any facility with support. So how many 20. do you have out there right now? Uh, right now, we've got about 170. Okay, so yeah. uh, you're, you're moving pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. And so a lot of our growth has really happened in the last three years, to be honest. It was kind of a passion project, um, you know, while I was in college and, um, you know, lately it's been growing. All right. So what games do these kids really like? I'll tell you what. Well, Fortnite right now it's is the hottest game. Out yeah, there. for sure. The most popular. I'd say within the hospital environment, um, sometimes we have to kind of stay away from anything that has shooting involved. Uh, Minecraft is crazy popular as well. And so that's a game where you basically have a character in a digital world it's kind of like digital Legos. So you build, you can build things, you can play games with friends. And to be honest, that's actually super valuable in the hospital because we work with kids that can't socialize. They can't go outside. Uh, they really maybe sometimes are living in the hospital. They don't have access to recreation. And so this world becomes a digital playground for them where they can go out, they can interact with their friends outside the hospital and really have access to activities when they otherwise maybe couldn't do anything. I'm assuming that uh, Grand Theft Auto, where you beat a hooker half to death because you didn't like the sex she provided, is not yeah, high up on your yeah, list. Yeah, we, we definitely stay away from, uh, you know, some. Of, we, we try to stick with more family-friendly titles, you know, Grand Theft Auto. Although, interestingly, you know, one of the things that I think people forget, and this was something I took for granted until I became really involved in the hospital environment, uh, we work with a lot of teenagers in the hospital. I mean, you think pediatric environment, you usually think like, okay, five-year-olds, seven-year-olds. There are teenagers, sometimes even young adults. I and mean, we have kids, kids, quote unquote, that are in their 20s. Uh, maybe they've had Crohn's disease and it's just easier for them to stay in the pediatric environment. Uh, you know, so sometimes those mature rated games do get used. They're just kind of kept in the back. Yeah. You um, know, uh, now do you have, <laughs> to, you have to clear to through the hospital everything that you provide? Is the- Usually, yeah. Yeah. So we'll go to a hospital. We deliver a gaming cart. We have some games that we'll provide to them sort of on, as default. Uh, but they're all usually like pretty pretty family friendly so uh, would you uh, i'm just uh, curious about procedurally what's uh what's happening you do you the hospital has what several dozen several of these you said children's hospital la has the most how many do they have uh 18 right now and they've asked us for up to 50 really yeah so uh i mean again a lot of hospitals are finding that video games provide a number of different types of value they're a form of entertainment for patients. Sometimes they help occupational therapists or different caretakers with like actual therapy. So if I need to, hey, maybe you have a spinal cord injury. I need to get you out of bed and increase your standing tolerance. Uh, well, it's a lot more inviting to do that type of thing if you can stand in one place and play a video game for 30 or 40 minutes as opposed to just not doing anything at all. So, um, yeah, the hospitals collectively are finding video games have all sorts of value and um, in Children's LA particularly, they're trying to increase their entertainment offerings to patients. Sure. And um, so that's where our fundraising comes from, uh, where we'll uh, basically reach out to the gaming community and say, hey, we have a hospital that has requested these units. We need help making these a reality. And uh, working with uh, Pamela or seeing how she works, uh, I've noticed that the gaming community is very generous. Yeah, incredibly. Uh, these people truly give a lot more, probably more so than any other single community out yeah. there. Yeah. And I think we're even at the start of seeing it. You know, the, the video game community, by its nature, is a very connected group of people. All nerds. Yeah, a lot. I mean, <laughs> you, have, you have degrees, right? Of, How of old are you? I'm 28. Yeah. So, uh, and, and again, there uh, people uh, donate a tremendous amount of money. Yeah. And Pamela, we have uh, our, uh, every year we have a charity uh, that uh, KFI 
is uh, is it's our adopted charity. It's uh, called Katarina's Club, and it feeds kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, Pamela always, and it's a one-day event where they're broadcasting. She's there for just a, a few hours playing the game while we're broadcasting. She raises thousands of dollars. It's wild, yeah. Uh, it is totally wild. Yeah. So um, tell me where this industry is going. What do you, what do you think? <sighs> wow. Where's well, it- I mean, that's a huge question. I think, uh, for one thing, you probably see this in the news a lot, esports, video games yeah. as a form of sporting yeah, entertainment. And it's kind of a, you know, it's a controversial topic depending on who you talk to, especially in, you know, the sports radio business or any radio business or, you know, any sports kind of casting business. I see video game competitions in the form of like sports as entertainment. So if you think about it, uh, you have sports as athletics, you know, where you have to have some athletic prowess to compete in like basketball or football. But you don't there. There is, there is a subtle kind of finesse to it, certainly, but it's definitely more in my mind, sports as entertainment. I think if you think of it in that framework, it's easier to digest if you're not used to the concept. So, so the bottom line is, uh, the, the stars in esports are, uh, skinny 20 something year old Korean kids. You have a mix of people. You have guys that honestly lift weights. You'd think if you looked at them outside of gaming, you'd think, uh, they were a basketball player or something. Uh, but honestly, I think the, the point I was getting at is that these people, we've almost kind of seen this creation of a new sphere of celebrity. If you think about like Hollywood, right? You have movies and movie stars, TV stars, radio, music. Well, now video games have kind of emerged as this new form of entertainment over the last 20, 30 plus years. But now what's happening is the gamers are becoming celebrities. Yeah, I know. It's, it's yeah. crazy watching all this happen. All right, Zach. Uh, how pe- how do <clears throat> excuse me? How do people reach you? Well, you can check us out online, gamersoutreach.org. Uh, same for our social media handles at gamersoutreach. If you'd like to follow along, and there are a couple ways to get involved. People can make contributions. They can support uh, hospitals of their choosing around the country, or they can volunteer to come into a hospital, play games with kids, or help us set up gaming. Cards. Got it. That's gamersoutreach.org. Yep. Uh, Zach, thank you. Um, should be very proud of yourself. Thank you. you. Some Appreciate extraordinary it. work. Handle here. Uh, this is KFI.